here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your source for all the tips, tricks, and strategies you need to make Amazon advertising a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Erickson-Fasheen, and I'm very excited because back on the show, drum roll, please, is the one, the only, Elizabeth Green. <laughs> What's going on, Elizabeth? It is so nice having you back on the show. Uh, our last episodes were so phenomenal. Thank you for coming on the show. I want to read a quick comment <clears throat> from one of our shows where we talked about optimization versus expansion in Amazon PPC. Here's what Tim Kramer said on YouTube, because these do go on YouTube as well. He said, I had not thought about the distinction between optimization and expanding. Appreciate the conversation and tips. You should definitely have Elizabeth on again for more episodes. I like to give the people what they want. And you are back, Elizabeth. Thanks yes, for being I'm here. Back. It's been great. I was glad to get the, I was excited, unexpected to get the call back. Apparently it was, I had fun last time around. So I'm happy to do this again. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I think it's great. Uh, and of course, it is a, an absolute privilege to think of you as a PPC friend. Um, and I think like having you on the show, uh, I feel like is so, so, so phenomenal. Uh, you are the, do you call yourself the CEO or founder or owner? What do you refer to yourself I as? I guess all the above. I never, I haven't officially, it felt kind of weird because it's like all the above, but then again, if, if I write it in my bio, I'm the one who gave myself the title, so I haven't officially yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want, I can send you a plaque of some sort. There you uh, go. So, so it won't be you giving yourself the title. <laughs> but yes, the founder, the owner, and CEO of Jungler. Uh, and the URL is just J-U-N-G-L-R. Dot mm -hmm. com. Dot com. We had such amazing positive feedback on the episodes that we did previously. Uh, I hope to have you on periodically because I know our audience absolutely loves it. Uh, I love it. If nothing else, I'm just being selfish. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's fine. I'm perfectly happy to. Yes. I'm super stoked. We were just talking before we hit the record button that spring is here. Uh, COVID is over. I, I'm, I like officially declare it, okay. declare it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you heard it, heard it here first. Uh, no, I, I think like it's a, such an amazing time here. You said that you uh, were like just getting back into the gym. I also joined the gym this week. Uh, I started going, I go to, I go to the gym at 6 30 AM, which is why this episode is being fueled by this Red Bull for me. <laughs> Sorry. 
if I go too crazy this episode. Uh, other cool things that someone said on our last few episodes was the concepts talked about in this episode were truly very clear and gave me the feeling like I was flying in the air and excited. Thank you, Michael and Elizabeth. I know that feeling. When was the last time you experienced that? It goes in highs and lows because I feel like I, I know everything and then you go into another account and you feel like you don't know anything. But uh, probably a couple days ago, you know, figuring out a new thing or discovering, you know, a new way to look at something or a new way to use a report, which is something we're going to go over today, um, which I'm super stoked about. Yes. So let's get into it. All right. Very, very excited to get into this episode, which is talking about the new-ish report in Amazon. So this is in the reporting section of the Amazon Campaign Manager. When you click that report uh, section, you now have a new sponsored product, sponsored brand report, which is the sponsored product and sponsored brand impression share report. Uh, this is a new report. And to be honest, this is a this gives some definitive quantitative data towards things that we probably are already intuiting about our our keywords, you know, where am I appearing? How much am I appearing? Am I maximizing my visibility? This definitively tells you if it is. So let's start off easy with some definitions. Do you want to take this one? Um, sure. So I think um, I think this is a report that when everyone, like when it came out, everyone was like, oh, that's super awesome. And then people started digging into it and it seems like, okay, so how do I, you know, it's always great. We have more data. How do I use that? What's the practical application? Yes. So hopefully we can give you some practical applications today. Um, but the search term impression share report is one that kind of a little bit self-explanatory basically just shows you um what your impressions are on a search term level which is nice because it's broken down into a search term level which is the close i say would is is the deepest level possible um when it comes to amazon advertising we can control things at a keyword level but where everything happens is at a search term level so it's really cool to be able to get that um, at the you know the closest touch point to the actual people interacting with the ads, which is really cool. Um, so it, we were talking before the call. It's really similar, virtually the same in a lot of aspects to a search term report. So a lot of way you know hopefully you should be very familiar with search term reports. Honestly, I think it's one of the most important reports when it comes to Amazon advertising mm -hmm. to be in those all the time, um, to really get insights into what's going on behind the keywords. But this gives you a few additional data points um, in addition to everything else already included in a search term report. So they haven't taken away from that. We don't get they haven't gotten rid of all the other. Um, really important data points that come along with the search term in uh, the traditional search term reports. They've just added a couple others, which are um, the search term impression share and then the search term impression rank. Yeah. So very, very well said. Like, how do we actually use these? And really the two definitions, like you mentioned, somewhat self-explanatory, but just wanted to break it down for people. So your, your search term impression share is the percentage of times you as an advertiser appeared for the amount of impressions. So really simple, if you had a 100% impression share 
for a particular search term. That means you appeared every single time that impression came up. Whether or not that means it was a visible impression uh, isn't clear because you know you could appear way down on a product page because uh, you this also shows you the ASINs you appeared for. So you could appear way down on a product page and technically maybe they didn't scroll all the way down to see your ad. You still earned the impression. So that is something to consider, but it's really just the percentage of time that you appeared for a search term. Straight up, pretty simple. So if you had a 50% impression share, you appeared half the time. 10% impression share, you only earned 10% of the impressions that you could have earned if you were had a bigger budget or bidding more aggressive uh, and whatnot. And that's the first thing that you'll see. So this looks just like a normal search term report, has that extra column for search term impression share. It also has this extra column, search term impression rank, which is the comparison between you, well, it's the order, like first, like has the biggest impression. Second would be the second most impressions. So if I earned, let's say something gets searched a thousand times a month and I got 100% impression share, I would probably be in search term impression rank one, meaning I'm the advertiser who got the most impressions. If somebody else got 999, they would be in search term impression rank two, the person at 998 would be an impression rank three, so on and so forth. So it's just like how many impressions you earned, first place, second place, third place, so on and so forth. And the thing about that, that is different than your position, positional data. This is just literally how many uh, impressions you earned for the keyword in comparison to everybody else. So that's really it. It's a normal search term report with those two extra added columns, which means I, I don't think I'm ready to say it, but like when you're downloading a search term report now, you can probably just download the search term impression share report because it lists your search term, the performance on those things, as well as the search term data. So it's like giving you a more robust search term report, which is pretty sweet. So it's extra data that you should, you don't have to do any extra work to get if you're downloading your search term reports. Now it is there for you. So you can just download the search term impression share report, get the same data with a little extra on top now, which is pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that was one thing that we we analyzed before the call was going through. Okay, so let's look at a search term report and let's see our, you know, if you are going to only download the search term impression share report, are you going to be missing anything? Um, and the answer was technically you're missing something, which is one extra column. Um, I forget the name. It was um, uh, other. Like other SKUs. Other SKUs purchase, which my feedback mm -hmm. on that was if you want to be looking at what other SKUs were purchased and, you know, versus your product, then probably the best actionable data you're going to get on that is going to be in an uh, advertised ASIN report or the purchase product report, because although you can yeah. see the number in the search term report, honestly, it's not a metric that I would use. We go and look at the other reports. So that would be something, you know, so yeah, I would agree with that and probably something that I'm going to start trying to work in our systems. I think the only reason you would not is if you have systems that work off of the specific columns in a search term report, you would have to change that. Um, but other than right. that, I see, and those systems can be changed. You know, I'm probably mm -hmm. gonna go afterwards and look about changing some of ours because I think that's a cool call out and a realization that, yeah. you know, there's everything you need in this report and then some. Yeah, the only constant is change. I said that yes. a few years ago for the first time. I was the first person to say that. Um, 
The cool thing about this, uh, so they have this for sponsored brands and sponsored products. And like, I think the first thing that you will see is that, oh, well, sponsored brands have fewer impressions for the most part than sponsored products. So you'll see that. Uh, the other really interesting thing is you can now reverse engineer your true search volume for a keyword. So for example, if a keyword search term, if a search term has, you know, if you have a hundred percent impression share and you have a thousand impressions, that's like the actual true real potential volume for that. So that's really, really interesting. If you have 50% impression share, you know, and you have 500 impressions, then you can just double it. That potential reach was a thousand impressions. So you can reverse engineer total search volume, which is as far as I know, that is the most true source of actual search volume on Amazon, which is sick. That's like really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because I remember when this mm -hmm. when this report report first came out, it was strictly for sponsored brands, which we all went, cool, that would be awesome if we could have it for sponsored products. And guess yeah. what? Now we have it for sponsored products. Mm -hmm. So definitely something I would recommend digging into for sure. And you did notice a very interesting thing when it comes to like reverse engineering the total search volume. Um, was the fact that, and I, I want to try and explain it in a way that's understandable, because although I understand it when you, when you said it, it took me a second to wrap my brain around it, um, is the fact that you can have, um, if you, so if you're looking at a regular search and report, a single search can show up multiple times. You know, for instance, if that shirt search is triggered or maybe you have that particular keyword is being bid on in multiple campaigns, it's a scenario, it's on the end of the world that it happens. FYI, don't worry too much about restricting. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a natural thing that occurs in search term reports. And the observation was, although that um, the actual impressions in our impression column were different, the search term impression share percentage was actually the same across all of those search terms, um, which was an interesting observation. And then I think you made the correlation and to me it makes sense that the search term impression share, so that's like how much, what percentage out of all of those searches on that search term were, did you get um, the, I guess our takeaway from that interesting data point was that the um, the percentage is calculated on an account level. So even though you might have mm -hmm. like 24 impressions for this, 17 impressions for this, you know, if it's all triggered through the same search, the total like accumulative impression share percentage, how much is attributed to your account um, is kind of an aggregate number or one that, you know, they kind of group that. So it's an interesting, just be aware. <laughs> of that interesting yeah because it's per search term per advertiser mm -hmm. it's like per account per marketplace whatever we want to per store whatever we want to call it so basically what that means is like the the scenario that we were looking at was a branded term so like that was being triggered by an auto it was also getting triggered by a phrase match in one ad group and it was also being triggered by like an exact match in another ad group so we had multiple ad groups all with different targets triggering the same search term. They all had different amount of impressions individually, but my search term impression share and search term impression rank was the same for every single one. So it's like how many times that particular thing gets searched per 
me the advertiser. Mm -hmm. So that is an interesting point about it. When you increase one spot, which we'll talk about like implementation, how to use this later. But if I were to boost one of these, it would actually boost all of them. Meaning like, let's say I wanted to boost up that exact match. For example, I boost that up. My search term impression share will actually go up for all of those search terms that are being triggered by it. And something to consider, which we'll talk about later on in the in, in the implementation uh, about this. Yeah, is there anything else to say about like just defining what this report is, what it entails, wrapping our heads around this conceptually, or should we move into implementation? Uh, I think we can move into implementation. If we missed anything, hopefully we can think on it and touch on it. Let's do it. Play the transition music. So yeah, on on um, like that call out with the nuances with the search term um, impression rank, there's a couple things we wanted to like call out and have you, um, I guess, a way to like like think about what the data is going to be telling you, um, things that would affect the data that's contained in these reports. And one of the other ones, which again applies to all reports, but I think it's something specifically to note here, is that the... Um, the report will contain whatever date ranges it is that you have, you know, selected for your download. Um, so like all reports, it's a static date range. Um, it's one definitely, you know, there's nothing wrong with static date ranges. You definitely can manipulate it and analyze things, but just be aware that, you know, if you're doing seven days versus 30 days, like your number of impressions, if you were trying to make that correlation, like, okay, so how many impressions are on this search? Seven days and 30 days, you know, would be much different. Obviously 30 days is going to be much greater. Um, so that would be something, you know, you definitely want to take into account. But then the other cool thing about downloading static date ranges is the fact that it's possible to now compare to date ranges. So for instance, if you have a ranking campaign and you want to, you know, figure out you're, you're trying to purposely be aggressive on this thing, this may be a really good report that would give you some insights. Maybe you launch the campaign and you notice that um, you're not getting as many impressions as you needed. Um, and so you, you've tried um, increasing the, you know, you've increased your bid. Maybe you've played around with your bidding strategy. Maybe you set it to fixed bid now. How has that affected um, your overall impressions and then the impression um, impression share and impression rank. So, the, you know, things like that are possible to analyze because it is a static downloadable report, which is pretty cool, I think. Yeah. So that's the first thing to consider. I think the second big thing when we are thinking about using this report, building this report into our workflow, um, which of course, all these things that we talk about on the show, it's all, we always want to be considering like, how do I actually use this how often should I do this particular thing? What's the benefit? What's the expected result of doing it? So obviously with a search term impression share, the expected result that we're going for is going to be to maximize or analyze our impression share so that we can make decisions. Do I want more impressions or f less impressions for any particular search term? Now, here's probably the most important thing to know about the search term impression share is that the impression share doesn't take into account the performance of mm -hmm. that. Meaning most people listening or watching right now are going to be primarily concerned with performance like ACOS or ROAS. So if you have a keyword that has like a above target 
ACoS. So like, let's say your target ACoS might be 30% and you have a keyword or search term that is at 80% and you download the search term impression share report and you look at the search term impression share report for this keyword that is over your target ACoS and it's got a low search term impression share, you don't want to go and increase your search term impression share. You don't want to be saying, oh, I need more impressions for this particular keyword, even though my ACoS is really not where I want it to be. So that is the first thing to like compartmentalize when we think about this, that search term impression share is different than your ACoS or ROAS goals. So you want to think about that when you're making decisions on this. So that's huge when thinking about search term impression share. You just don't, you don't want to go in and say, show me everything with like less than 40% impression share. I'm going to go in and increase all these bids by 5, 10% because you have to take into account of the ACoS. Um, so that I think is, is really important there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one really big call out and kind of, um, something along that vein would also be the fact that um, recognizing that this is a search term impression share report. This is not a keyword impression mm. share report. So if, for instance, you've identified a specific search term, you're like, hey, this one's doing phenomenal. My ACoS is amazing. Um, and But my search term impression share is very low, so maybe I want to increase. But if that's through a broad match keyword... Um, you kind of, again, need to stay, step back, look at the whole picture, look at potential um, like performance and recognize that if you increase that on the broad match, that's great. You'll probably get more impression share for that one specific search term doing well. However, mm -hmm. um, no guarantees that the keyword performance is going to do better. So also being cognizant of that as well. Perfect point. Yeah, thank you for that. Potential use cases of this would be when you have this report, sort this by orders, sort this by good ACoS, so like your lowest ACoSs that are within your healthy range. Then you can analyze your impression share and say, hey, I have this great search term. It's performing really well. It has a really terrific um, ACoS, but my impression share is actually low. I can now say, well, let me give this Again, you need to look at the search mm -hmm. term itself. Maybe it needs to be put into an exact match so that you can get more visibility for it. So you can get a little bit more aggressive on it. Um, so like search term graduation, or maybe you need to uh, go in and, uh, well, either you isolate it. So you put it into an exact match so you can bid specifically on it. And if you've already done that, then you can use this as extra, another data point to say, oh, it would be worth it for me to bid more on this. It converts great, great ACoS. I only have 50% impression share. Theoretically, could I like double my impression share and then double my clicks, double my orders? I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, generally, I have I always believe in like diminishing returns somewhat. So like the difference between a 50% impression share and 100% impression share might not double your orders, yeah. but you should expect some kind of boost from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think, yeah, I think we covered a lot of the things like be careful of this, be cognizant of this when you look at it. And I think that's always important when viewing something new is how, you know, use cases and how do you view it. But I think this is definitely a report, you know, we we're saying, we're not saying throughout search term reports totally, but we are saying, hey, you might want to take a look at this one 
uh, more heavily because this one can give you some, I don't want to say easy wins because I don't think everything is like super, you know, you, you have to work for everything, but it definitely gives you way more data points to find those um those places you can leverage much quicker than, you know, say the other reports. And then, of course, the benefit. So we're saying, you know, recognize that just because, you know, the search term impression share column may show something you need to analyze. The beauty of this report is we have the other performance data included in the report. So yeah. we don't have to worry about, okay, so we downloaded this one in the impression shares report is, you know, telling us this, but then you're going to have to, I mean, combining reports is, it can be done, but it's an absolute pain. So, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes Amazon gives us, you know, something really great. So thank you, Amazon, for, you know, understanding that and including performance data in here as well. For sure. Oh, my, it would be so annoying if they only <laughs> had search room impression share and rank on here and yes. not the actual performance of the search room. So that's big. Now, we talked about, you know, using this for, in a performance marketing use case. We're, we're trying to hit our target ACOS and target ROAS, but there will be times where you may not actually have that goal. You might actually want to be bidding for position, positional rank, uh, and now you can, mm -hmm. you know, you can do rank tracking on these things, but now you can do potentially a, a truer way, like impression rank. Like, you know, if you... I mean, now we're getting into like splitting hairs. Like if you had a hundred percent impression share, but you're in position two, like rank, like on the page for the ad, does that matter much? Like if you're all, if you're always getting the impression for the search, you might want to look at where on the page, like that we don't have that data on here. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I suppose technically you can be way down on that first page of search results and still be very high search term impression share. So like that is something to consider, but it does give you a diff another data point if you're trying to bid for visibility, impressions, or ranking, like let me go push it. I always wanna appear for this core term. So if my search term impression share is not 100%, I wanna be pushing my bids up 5, 10% periodically to get that 100% impression share. And there's lots of reasons why you would wanna do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think before the call, you know, we were discussing it. Um, some of our biggest, like, this is where it would absolutely be beneficial to use this is definitely for ranking. Um, and then also, I like the idea of, of looking for maybe more easy wins. So that's, you know, that's a good mm -hmm. one. Um, but I think where this report's going to be very powerful is the ranking. And then you called out, like, a really smart thing that I hadn't even considered before was taking a look at the branded searches. And um, so one huge thing that's being pushed, and I, you know, I definitely think it's, it's a good thing to do, is um, seeing how much of your competition is trying to snipe your sales um, through bidding on your branded terms. And so, you know, definitely should be, if you have the budget to, um, I would definitely recommend making sure you start bidding on your branded terms. I was asked before, like, when should I start bidding on my branded terms? And honestly, you can from day one, although most likely you won't get impressions. It, it's kind of a, a fun use case to, to watch your brand grow and see the recognition start happening. So that's kind of fun. Um, but another, and one of my other recommendations was um, you can just wait till the searches start showing up in your search term reports because they will. Um, and that will kind of clue you into the fact that you've started to get searches. But with this report and the addition 
of you know the impression share, you can see where you're ranking. Like if you fall into spot, you know, um, impression rank two, that means you're no longer the one who's getting the majority of the impression share for your branded terms. And that could be a clue that mm -hmm. someone is someone is going after you hard. And <laughs> you you know you might you might want to head them off if at all possible. Um, so I think that's that's a re another really good use for this report. Yeah, it's almost like should you bid on your own brand now? You know, PPC managers have a data point to say, "Hey, listen, did you know you only have sixty percent of your own brand impressions?" How does it make you feel? And I think <laughs> when you phrase it like that and and tell people you're only getting sixty percent of the impressions for your brand. I've seen it go two ways where it's like, yes, let's get it. You might want to do some bid and budget optimization. So, you know, maybe you don't want to spend more on it. So you want to do some bid optimization on it, whether you have a limited budget uh, or not. Uh, maybe your, your, your branded budget is tied to total revenue or total ad spend, whatever it might be, where you want to do that. But now you have a data point to better inform what that number should be. Mm-hmm. I've seen inter interesting scenarios with like very large accounts where they're like, man, I'm spending forty, fifty thousand dollars a month just on branded terms. You know, we, we would save a considerable amount of money if we weren't bidding on these things. And, you know, there's there's considerations to make there. There's also considerations to make, you know, if 40 percent of your ad spend is going on branded terms could could that mean that maybe you even have more visibility outside of your branded terms maybe you're like under optimized in other areas so that actually that mm -hmm. you know that forty thousand a month in branded ad spend could actually be representative that you don't have enough non-branded traffic humming along and that you need to do a lot more non-branded targeting and keyword research um so there's so many considerations to make but it now you have a data point that says whether or not you have 100% of your own branded terms, which I think should make advertisers really think about, do I want to own that? And I think the answer should generally be yes. The only time where you might not want to is where that percentage of branded ad spend becomes an exorbitant amount. Um, and that's when you start to have conversations like, how much do I want to spend on branded terms? Mm -hmm. Am I under-optimized elsewhere? Do I not have enough uh, other non-branded searches because yeah I don't think you should be spending 70% of your budget on branded terms I generally think that could be an under optimization not having enough non-branded searches yeah yeah I definitely agree and I think that's a good that's a good way to look at it um is the percentage model because oftentimes it's looked in at the dollar and cents so say we're spending you know say that 40 40k you know maybe we're spending 10 maybe we're spending 20 um but I think that's a good way to look at it is what it, what is the percentage of the total spend? Because if you have a you know very large budget, you know that percentage may be very low. So although the dollar amount may look higher, um, you know I think things always need to be looked at relatively um, because a number can seem high, but if you look at it you know relative to everything else, um, it, that number is not as scary anymore. Um, and then another big thing, so how we touched before where there's that weird nuance that the impression share is actually kind of aggregated at an account level. I think that actually plays, um, is actually a strength when it comes to the branded terms, because instead of having to 
mm-hmm. you know, try and look at averages of percentages, which is very, you know, and then you got to weigh in like how much the impressions actually were. And then, you know, that that's kind of a messy number to try and figure out. Now you actually have um, the aggregated data at on a brand mm-hmm. term level, which, you know, could be it's very nice to have that and not have to go and try and figure that out for yourself. Absolutely. And I think the last interesting point that we wanted to touch on today, uh, you actually mentioned, which is looking at the numbers on your ASIN targeting search terms. Could you elaborate a little bit about what you meant by that? Yeah. Yeah. So just the fact um, that like a regular search term report where you can, you know, you see your keywords, but then you see ASINs as well. And as you know, you can show up on the the product pages. So there is actually ASINs uh, occurring in these reports. And so I think mm-hmm. there's a bit of... Um, you know, sometimes ASINs and where you're targeting, you can go and physically look at a page, but sometimes it's a little bit trying to tricky to figure out like where you're showing up, how much am I showing up, where in the carousel am I showing up? You know, I can see my impressions, mm-hmm. but are oftentimes you might advertise on an ASIN and then you go and try and find yourself and you can't find yourself on the page. Maybe you're all the way down on the bottom. So um, we often treat ASIN targeting as kind of like a blanket effect on, you know, definitely with like cross promotions. But here's another one where you can take a look at branded because if you know you're on ASINs, if you're bidding on them, you know, you can say, well, how much of the impression share am I getting on my own? You know, if you're trying to do cross promotion efforts and your, your intention is just to absolutely blanket your own products and make sure that there is no room for competitors, you can accurately judge how effective you're being now. Um, where before you can go and look and physically look, but sometimes, I mean, you want to get to like geolocation and all of that. Are you using um, an incognito browser? Was it the day, you know, was your budgets running out? There's all these weird things that can affect things. I think you still should be going, you still should be physically looking to see where you show up. I still think that's a really good thing to do um, periodically. However, sometimes it's very helpful to be able to download a report like this and then be able to look at some numbers that have been calculated for you and to, you know, accurately gauge how you're doing. When it comes to impressions. Yeah. Does the ASIN level search term impression share tell you how many times a product, like does it tell you how many hits a particular ASIN had? I think it does, right? You know, um, if, if in my search term, if in my search term report, I'm targeting an ASIN and I have a hundred percent impressions for that, does that mean I can simply look at the amount of impressions that I got for that search term and then know how many times a product page, how many hits a product page had. Oh, that's an interesting thing. I think so. Hmm. I wonder. So theoretically, Theoretically. you could find out your like competitors impressions per like your, how many times your competitors products were loaded because these are impressions not sessions so it's different than yeah. unit, like session percentage uh this is impression so like how many times that page was loaded i think that so that would be an interesting study i'm gonna have to set that up that would be an interesting study because i um yeah now we're getting mm-hmm. into the realm of theoretics here but i'm assuming if you do a high bid asin targeting you probably want to make sure you're you know, maybe you only have one particular product targeting one ASIN in one campaign. 
and you would probably want to isolate that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You could take a look at the unit session percentage and then the the impressions. The impressions, the unit session percentage, I mean, at the impression share percentage and then your impression rank and assuming that you are number yeah. one and you have 100%, theoretically, the number of impressions should align. Mm-hmm. Providing you've isolated that one ASIN, you would have to negative it and all your autos and everything because you, you recognize that it's aggregated at an account level. So that mm-hmm. could screw things up. But you could always use Very pivot tables. You could use pivot tables. When in doubt, pivot it out. <laughs> I am stoked to have you back on the show still yes. now. Uh, I'm going to be excited to release this one. Um, I think we covered every angle of these new impression share reports for sponsored products and sponsored brands, uh, what they are, how to use them, how to think about them, and even some theoretical theoretical components. That's of my it. favorite part. Could you, <laughs> yes, could you create a report on your competitor's products in terms of how many impression and in terms of how many times their page was loaded like how many hits per page that is very interesting so could you target your own asins and then analyze that versus your sessions to like see if that's actually accurate like so your impressions but i know sessions and impressions don't correlate so there's that well i don't think they match up 100 percent. that's what i mean yeah the, tr- the trend of them, I think, should be the same. Like the most, the one with the most impressions should also be the one with the most sessions. Yeah. Potentially. If you do hmm. that, if you do that test, I want to know. You have to tell me. If you do that test, I'll let I you wanna know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back on the show, uh, Elizabeth. Again, jungler, J-U-N-G-L-R. Yep. dot com uh you post so much on social media i do not I know how you do it i, I try i'm jealous of you <laughs> you can do it all i don't know how you do it because you post on linkedin a lot people should hit you up there you post on facebook a lot people should hit you up there anywhere those are, those are your two main platforms right there's not a huge it's mostly we have some youtube content if you want to learn bulk files that's the place to be um i haven't mm-hmm. posted as much recently but there's still some good stuff up there. Mm-hmm. still applicable. That's known as evergreen content. Yes. And um, yeah, there's not much of a, there's not a huge scene on Twitter for Amazon advertising. Yeah, that was there my is take like, on it. So I haven't, I haven't done it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever sent a tweet in my life. <laughs> it's, yeah, me, I'm not a huge Twitter user either. Uh, I mostly just use it to get uh, mad at the world, like, <laughs> uh, like doom scrolling. Oh man, this is happening. What? <laughs> This person said that about it. Come on. Um, but, uh, you know, Google ads has this thing like somebody put it together. It's called like every Wednesday. It's called PPC chat, like hashtag PPC chat. And I always thought it was so cool where like somebody will ask a question. And then people will like tweet the, oh, their cool. answers and how they do it. It's actually pretty sweet. Maybe we'll start AMZ PPC chat. There you go. And do a thing. I'd tune in on that. Hey, now. I would tune in on that. So, yes, again, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. It's awesome. Hope to have you on the show again. Yes, yes. Real soon. 
talk about some new topics and new tips, tricks, and strategies you can use in your Amazon advertising. Have a good one, Elizabeth, and I'll see all of you next week here on the PPC Den. Have a good one.